If your business is tired of paying unpredictable and high phone bills, do what I did. Switch to Zoom Call's cloud business phone service. You'll pay the same low amount every month, no matter how many calls you have in the U.S. and Canada. And Zoom Calls has a really cool feature called voicemail drops. Whenever you reach someone's voicemail, just say hi in their name and then click a couple of buttons on your phone to leave your pre-recorded message. It saves both your voice and your time. Check out zoomcalls.com. That's zoomcalls.com. I think you'll love it. Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. Boy, do we have some things to talk about here on today's program. I can't wait. I got sound bites from Joe Biden, uh, all but challenging a, well, what appears to be a potential supporter. I mean, he's at a, what, a rally with about 37 or 39 people there. Big, big turnout for a Biden event. Challenging this guy to a push-up competition. I, I can't get enough of this. Then we got Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi's out there. Uh, of course, she's she's somber. She's just brokenhearted about the impeachment process. She's now announced that they will be drafting in the House Judiciary Committee articles of impeachment, which is totally shocking at this particular uh, junction. So we've got that to discuss, and... I've been listening to to Joe Biden's speech on corn pop here this morning, which I have to tell you, I think is my favorite Joe Biden story, whatever you want to call this, uh, <laughs> recollection, story time with Uncle Joe. I don't know, but this is amongst my favorite. Uh, I think it, it, it secures the top spot. Corn pop, rusty uh, razors that are soaked in buckets of water. And Joe Biden with a six-foot piece of chain ready to mess up Corn Pop back in 1962 outside of a Baltimore pool. But welcome to the program. <laughs> I am your host, Todd Huff. Email, as always, Todd at ToddHuffShow.com, Facebook.com slash ToddHuffShow. Should you want to watch the program live or on demand here this morning? Good to be here. Moving headlong into the holiday, well, into the Christmas season now. Already past Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving's in the rearview mirror. Now already had the first week of December in our back pocket. Crazy how fast time goes. It happens when you tune into this uh, this program. It just makes time fly by. So I'm glad to have you. Thanks for listening. And I should advise you that listening to the program can, in fact, cause you to lean to the right. Cause you to lean to the right. In fact, scientists, 98% of them, in fact, agree that listening can cause you to lean to the right. That's 1% more than agree that man is contributing to climate change. Remarkable scientific research supporting the power of this program. So I want to start. I want to start with Joe Biden. Good old Joe Biden. Yesterday at an Iowa town hall or some such thing, a group of of people gathered to see 
Joe Biden. This wouldn't be con- this wouldn't be an event for President Trump because uh, they wouldn't be able to fit this event in this particular room. But there's I don't know fifty people here. I mean, huge huge turnout for Joe Biden. By the way, one of the front runners, supposedly the one that Trump was so intimidated by, so terrified by, that he decided he was going to work with the Ukrainians, work with the Ukrainians to somehow keep this guy uh, from from coming out and um, becoming president. They wanted, He wanted to investigate him. That's what this whole impeachment thing is about, take him out and uh, get him off of the list of competitors in the 2020 campaign. So he's at this rally event, Iowa for Biden. Got the banner up here in the background. Got some folks sitting around Biden in this. Looks like a, like almost like a, I don't know that it's a school classroom, but it looks something like that. It doesn't look, it's not a huge room. And you can see these faces sitting around, and a guy stands up. He's a, he's a bigger gentleman. Um, he stands up, and he has an exchange with Joe Biden, and this thing goes off the rails. Now, keep in mind, keep in mind, this is, if not the front runner, one of the front runners. When the slate of candidates for the Democrat nominee for president of the United States was first kind of filling in, Joe Biden was considered the front runner. In fact, Joe Biden at one point was, I think, 20-plus points up on everybody. Joe Biden was in the, I think, the upper 30s at one point. He might have been at 40. I don't know. Since then, he's in a neck-and-neck race with a couple of others. It's tightened up. In some polls, he's not even leading. In fact, some people uh, think that Mayor Pete, Mayor Pete Buttigieg, could potentially win Iowa, and it's not too late for others to potentially win Iowa as well. But The point is, this guy is supposed to be the one, um, maybe almost like the the Jeb Bush for the Republicans back in 2016, the one that was supposed to win this thing, supposed to just take this thing um, and and secure the nomination quickly. He was, of course, uh, Obama's vice president, and he's been in Congress and, well, been in Washington, I should say different layers of the Senate and vice president and so forth, been there for pretty much um, close, most of his life, right? Most of his life he's been in in Washington, D.C., which he wears that as, as kind of a badge of honor, as though that is a uh, somewhat the, something that makes him more qualified. In fact, he brings that up in this exchange. So I think... I think two things here, and we'll play this clip. But I think, number one, when you look at this impeachment proceeding, do not overlook the fact that this guy is the front runner. Do not overlook the fact that this is, outside of the impeachment process, this is what people would be seeing more of, this sort of thing. By the way, this is why Biden's aides, some of Biden's aides said, hey, Joe, uh, we really need to Rain your appearances back in because this is uh, we, you know, every time we have you out in front of the public, especially when it's past your dinner time of 4 p.m., anytime we do that, we see bad things happening, right? And so 
this is clearly a bad thing that happened yesterday. Now they're spinning it. You know, tough guy Biden here standing down to some heck or standing up to some heckler or whatever. That's not at all how I how I see this. I see this as Joe Biden being, um, well, completely out of line. You could address these things. It's, it's just remarkable to me. You think of the things that Trump has said and been accused of, and I compare this to this, and I think, well, how in the world does this th- – this is – this is just terrible what happened here. In fact, he calls the guy fat. It's a big guy. I mentioned earlier he was he was overweight. He says, look fat at the end of the soundbite. You can decide for yourself because the left is telling us to say, no, no, no. What he's saying is, look, facts, F-A-C-T-S, facts. That's something Biden normally says, they say. If, you fought, if you've been to a Biden rally, you know that Biden says, look, facts. Mm-hmm. You, you decide for yourself what you think crazy Uncle Joe's saying here. So all that being said, all that being said, I want you to hear this exchange. It's a couple of minutes. I think I will refrain from interrupting this, although I reserve the right to interrupt this if I decide to, for those of you that get a little bit testy when I do that. But I'm going to play this. I want you to hear this. And keep in mind, this is this is what we would see more of if we weren't so inundated with impeachment coverage. So that being said, here's Joe Biden talking with someone at one of his rallies. Don't forget that either. Yesterday in Iowa. Question on what you answer. We all know Trump uh, has been messing around in Ukraine over there, holding their foreign aid for, for them to come up saying for an investigation. We don't want to He's, he's uh, no back what we do there. But you, on the other hand, sent your son over there to get a job and work for a gas company that he had no experience with. That's nothing. In order to get access to the, to the president. You're, you're selling access to the president just like he is. So you a damn liar, man. That's not true. And no one has ever said that. No one has ever I no. see it on the TV. You see it on the TV. No, I know you do. And by the way, that's why I, I'm not sedentary. I don't. I get up and and, and no, let, 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 let him go. Let him go. Look, the reason I'm running is because I've been around a long time and I know more than most people know. And I can get things done. That's why I'm running. And you want to check my shape on? Let's do push-ups together, man. Let's do. Let's run. Let's do whatever you want to do. Let's take the next Number two. Number two. No one has said my son has done anything wrong, and I did not on any occasion. And no one has ever said it. Not I didn't once. say you were doing anything wrong. I you said, said I set up my son to work in an oil company. Isn't that what you said? I Get your word straight, Jack. That's what I you're on, the, on MSNBC. You don't hear that on MSNBC. You did not hear that at all. What you heard. Look, okay, I'm not going to get in an argument you, man. Well, yeah, you do, but, uh, but look, fat, look, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Mm-hmm. Any other questions? <laughs> now, I know. I know that the guy, part of that, the guy holds the microphone uh, down around his 
down by his chest. Actually kind of got the microphone down around his chest belly area, and he's he's moving the thing around. So it's hard to hear some of what he said, and I, I get that. I had it cranked up as loud as we could. And then Biden, of course, being the professional that he is, the professional politician, which he's proud of, by the way. In fact, he said that no one, no one knows as much as he does. He's been there forever. That's a badge of a badge of honor to Joe Biden in 2019. Meanwhile, we had an, an election back in 2016 that uh, resulted in a Trump victory because, because in large part, folks were tired of the corruption that we had seen in Washington, D.C. Folks were tired of lifetime politicians. Folks were tired of the games and the shenanigans that those in Washington, D.C. play to maintain their power, to increase their power, to increase their wealth, to empower their family, to empower themselves, whatever, all this kind of stuff. And this guy has the audacity to stand up to tough guy Joe. Joe says, hey, let's have a push-up contest. Reminds me of what he said. Uh, He said this before. This is one of Joe Biden's go-to lines, push-up contest. In fact, it led me one morning a couple of months ago to to speculate that maybe, because I think this is a darn good idea, I think they should take the debate stage off, just completely end the shenanigans on the debate stage, because that can't help them. Even with their radically insane base, the, some, of, some of the things that these folks are saying on the stage are, are not helpful, productive, reasonable, logical, possible, this side of heaven. These utopian promises of free everything and that this idea that budgets, uh, federal expenses, expenditures are effectively infinite, right? I mean, we have, we have the, the, the federal budget doubling effectively doubling with some of these promises. And folks act like that's a reasonable thing to do. We're already engaging in extreme deficit spending. But nonetheless, they think we can do more. I think they should replace that. I think they would be doing themselves a huge favor, especially with the low-information voters out there, to just make this like American Gladiators or to make it like, uh, what's the show, uh, Ninja, American Ninja Warrior. I mean, you could do this. You could have like a pull-up bar. You have Bernie out there ripping out pull-ups. You could have Joe Biden on the treadmill. You know, you could you could see who has the fastest forty time. You could even do like a George Costanza and the Costanza family of Seinfeld uh, feats of strength. You could have wrestling competitions. I mean, there's no there's no end to what they could do here. Probably would increase viewership of this stuff. Anyway, he wanted to challenge this guy. Challenge this guy to a push-up contest, and then at the end, he calls him fat. Look, if this is anyone who doesn't hear that, I think is obviously not interested in facts with the CTS there. But he says, "Look, fat. <laughs> Let's have a push-up contest, fat. Let's have an IQ test, fat. You're a damn liar, fact. That's what he said." That's what he said to this guy. And this is a guy, by the way, who's at a rally, who's clearly, he may not be a Biden supporter, but he's at least, I mean, he's asking a question. He's not being combative. The question may be upsetting to Joe Biden because this isn't supposed to be the narrative. This isn't supposed to be coming from someone at his uh, little town hall meeting or whatever this thing is. But nonetheless, this is, this is the best of the best in the Democrat Party. 
Reminds me of the Corn Pop Exchange. In fact, I might play that. I think the Corn Pop Exchange is uh, – the, the Corn Pop story is my favorite Joe Biden story. We might play that after the break, but I've got to take a timeout. When we get back, a couple of other things I want to get to, wrap up about Joe Biden, talk a little bit about Nancy Pelosi, impeachment process, and uh, her press conference yesterday, her butting heads, I suppose, with James Rosen. A similar sort of instance, not nearly as <laughs> – aggressive in her response, I think, as, as crazy Uncle Joe. But we'll get to that as well as the program comes together. But I've got to take a time out. You are listening to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. Be advised that listening can cause you to lean to the right. Back in just a minute. Welcome back here. Welcome back. So, sorry, publishing this. Uh, if you want to see the exchange, I'm publishing it to Facebook right now. The Fox News. Oh, that sends some people into a tizzy by simply referencing that it was a Fox News story. But it's an actual video of the event. The question is, did Joe Biden call an Iowa voter fat? <laughs> oh, my gosh. During a heated, heated exchange. Yes. Uh, yes, he did. And you can listen to that. It's near the end. It's about two minutes or so long. And that's that. So I mentioned before the break, I'm going to play this. I can't help myself, folks. I cannot help myself. This corn pop deal where Joe Biden's recounting a story. Now, this this was something from a while ago that, where he told this story. I think they uncovered this video. I mean, this is just published a couple of months ago. But the actual speech where he's saying this, I believe happened, I want to say it was in 2015 or 16. I could be wrong. He's outside of a, a location at uh, in Baltimore where there is a, a pool that he was the, a lifeguard at back in the day. Again, I just, I just feel like it's important. In the, in the place where we are with impeachment, Right, we've got Nancy Pelosi basically yesterday saying, oh, "I'm I'm just so sad by this, but it's time for us to launch official, uh, not not the investigation, but actually craft articles of impeachment." She is just so sad. She's so upset. She's tried to avoid this. This has never been part of the strategy. Never part of the strategy for dealing with President Trump. No, no. They've fought the urge to do this. They have tried with all of their might to avoid this, and this is where they are. So this this sort of thing, the shenanigans of impeachment, keep us from actually looking into some of these stupid, ridiculous, nonsensical things that are being uttered by the leftists. And I got to tell you, this, this, this corn pop story is, is my personal favorite. So I want to play this as a couple minutes long. But again, attention to impeachment takes away attention from this kind of silly nonsense. And I want you to think of the things that Trump has said, the tweets that Trump has made. And I want you to compare this story to it and ask yourself, has Trump said anything as crazy as this? Because I don't think that, that, he, that it's even close. But anyway, this is quite comical, quite entertaining, and I this is my personal favorite. This even surpasses Stand Up Chuck. Stand Up Chuck, let him see. Oh my goodness, what am I talking about? Chuck can't stand up. Let's stand up for Chuck. Right? Here's Joe Biden 
in Baltimore. This is the same speech, by the way, where he talks about kids playing with his leg hair as he got out of the pool. Anyway, and this guy's got issues. But here we go. Two minutes of, of Joe Biden versus Corn Pop. You will enjoy this. I learned a lot. And I learned that uh, it makes a difference. This was the diving board area. And I was one of the guards. And there were not a, there was a three meter board. And you fell off sideways, you landed on the cement over there. And Corn Pop was a bad dude. And he ran a bunch of bad boys. And I did. And back in those days, to show how things have changed, one of the things you had to use, if you used pomade in your hair, you had to wear a bathing cap. And so he was up on the board, wouldn't listen to me. I said, hey, Esther, you, off the board, or I'll come up and drag you off. Well, he came off, and he said, I'll meet you outside. My car, this was mostly, these were all public housing behind it. Mm -hmm. My car, there was a gate out here. I parked my car outside the gate. And I, he said, I'll be waiting for you. He was waiting for three guys in straight racers. Not a joke. Not a joke. There was a guy named Bill Wright, Mouse, the only white guy, and he did all the pools. The only white guy. He was guy. the mechanic. And I said, what am I going to do? He said, come down here in the basement where mechanics, where, where, where all the pool <laughs> filter is. You know, the chain, there used to be a chain that went across the deep end. And he cut off a six-foot length of chain. He Six pulled feet. up and said, you walk out with that chain. And you walk to the car and say, you may cut me, man, but I'm going to wrap this chain around your head. Gee whiz. I said, you kidding me. He said, no, if you don't, don't come back. And he was right. So I walked out with the chain. And I walked up to my car. And they had, they, in those days, you used to remember the straight race. You'd bang them on the curb, get them rusty, put them in a rain barrel, get them this? rusty. And I looked at them. But I was smart then. I said, first of all, mm -hmm. I said... When I tell you get off the board, you get off the board, and I'll kick you out again. But I shouldn't have called you, Esther Williams. I apologize for that. I apologize, but I didn't know that apology was going to work. He said, you apologize to me? I said, I apologize for that. Not for throwing you out, but I apologize for what I said. He said, okay, close the straight razor, and my heart began to beat again. Problem solved. <laughs> Problem solved. Joe Biden versus Corn Pop. Sounds an awful like awful lot like what joe biden wanted to uh, challenge this supporter this guy that he called fat sounds like what that could have turned into hopefully there wasn't any pool around where he'd get a six foot piece of chain there might have been a fight in the parking lot we're half a step away from that so between american gladiators american ninja warrior feats of strength joe biden corn pop six foot links of chain fights in the parking lot this is the democrat candidate folks this is one of the front runners, if not, if not the front runner. I don't blame him. I don't blame him in a sense for wanting to distract from this kind of stuff. I have to tell you, it entertains me to no end. And I said, I said a couple of weeks ago when they started, or whatever it's been, a couple of months ago when they officially started this impeachment inquiry. I said we're nowhere near. We're nowhere near the fevered level, the the the, the fevered pitch that we're going to reach. Right, we're nowhere near the climax. We're getting close to this, right? In fact, uh, the attorney or the the constitutional law uh, scholar, the one that the Republicans called uh, yesterday, Professor Turley, he's now getting Jonathan Turley getting threatening messages. He writes about this in uh, at the Hill dot com. 
He's getting threatening messages after his testimony, uh, basically saying that the case against Donald Trump has not reached the level for a justifiable impeachment. He's now getting threats. We're reaching the point to where this is nearing the climax, but we're still not quite there yet. We're still, we're still not quite there. They have to have a vote. They're going to draft the articles of impeachment. That's going to come out of the House Judiciary Committee. Then it's going to go to the floor, the floor of the full House. Then we're going to see how many Democrats are going to defect. I think Nancy Pelosi, by virtue of pushing this thing forward, has shown us that she believes that she can get this done. If Nancy Pelosi believes she can get this done, I think it's a very, very safe bet that she will. But there might be a couple of defectors. I don't know. Then it goes on to the Senate and buckle up for what we're about to see there. Who knows the witnesses that will be called? Who knows who's going to be testifying? Some suggest, some stating that President Trump will be testifying. Others think that the Senate should call Biden, Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, Nancy Pelosi, Adam Schiff. This is about to get really, really interesting. So we're, we've we've seen the 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 gauge rise here, right? The, the gauge has risen as we've gotten into this intense period of time. But we are nowhere. We're still not near the top. We're approaching it, and I think we'll see that here once this gets through the House and ends up in the Senate, where they're going to have some difficulties getting this, uh, you know, him removed from office. And there's going to be a quite a circus potentially through this uh, the, this trial that's about to come. So buckle up um, and, and be prepared for that. But I've got to take a timeout. When we get back, I'll continue. I'm going to shift gears and talk a little bit about Nancy Pelosi. I want to talk about uh, the exchange she had yesterday with James Rosen, but I can do that uh, when we get back after the break. You're listening to the Home of Conservative. Not better talk. I am your host, Todd Huff. Back in just a minute. seen this had a listener send me a link to a, a saturday night live uh, skit where they were kind of mocking all of the candidates that was watching a little bit about that during the break enjoyed that enjoyed what i've seen um this is this is the thing that saturday night live should do regardless of political party i mean this this is just how they should be handling those sorts of issues of course they've uh, like all the rest of the folks in media and entertainment, they have gone well off the rails, outside the rails, just completely off course with uh, how far they're down the anti-Trump position and, and how much they hate the guy. It's gone from even being funny to being somewhat disturbing in some instances, just the the way that he's been addressed across all all sorts of media platforms and, and show formats and so forth. But Anyway, I want to share with you this. So, okay, so yesterday, yesterday we have Nancy Pelosi on stage giving a press conference talking about impeachment, right? So she's announced that the House is going to begin the process of crafting articles of impeachment. And she's explaining that, articulating that. And then she answers some questions. She answers some questions about the process. Of course, she goes into telling us just how how sad it is for her to actually have to entertain the notion that President 
Donald J. Trump may actually be impeached. She's fought the urge to do this. She's just so sad and broken and oh, she just can't she can't even talk about it, folks. I mean, this is this is tough stuff for Nancy Pelosi. And there's people that eat this stuff up. Yeah, Nancy Pelosi, she fought. You know, she was she resisted. She resisted this temptation to impeach President Trump. In fact, she made people within her party angry. People in the Democrat caucus, including AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who, by the way, is out there telling us that she may have starved to death if this new Trump rule on food stamps was instituted when she was uh, you know, a, a teenager, 19, still living at home. Her father had uh, tragically passed away at that time, and so they were on government assistance food stamps, and she says that she would have been uh, potentially starved because of this. Of course, she leaves out the reality that uh, only able-bodied people between 18 and 49 who do not have dependents are going to be affected by this food stamp rules, but, but, but details, right? Details. That doesn't make for a good tweet. It's hard to give some substance and some, uh, I don't know, just some, a framework to the, the entire discussion and, a, and the number of characters Twitter allows you to use today. But anyway, we've got Nancy Pelosi. I'm looking at the clock here. I'm going to have to play this next uh, next break. So we've got about a minute left on the normal segment here. Um, and this this is a little bit longer. It's maybe a couple of minutes, this whole exchange. So I'm going to wait until after the break, probably take a, an early break here. But Nancy Pelosi's up on stage. She's talking about the impeachment process. She's, she's taking questions. She answers. She gives kind of a final summary. She's walking off stage. James Rosen from Fox News asks her a question. She has a little bit of an exchange with him off mic. So I don't know how much of this. Some of it's hard to hear. Then she goes back to the podium, lectures James Rosen, tells us about her uh, Catholic beliefs and how she doesn't hate people, and then she walks back off the podium. So I'll play that soundbite after the break. I need to take a break here and fit this into the next segment. You are listening to the Home of Conservative, Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. So I've been <clears throat> talking about this Nancy Pelosi announcement slash press conference yesterday where she, um, well, she told us she's going to be impeaching. Well, that the, the House Judiciary Committee would be actually drafting articles of impeachment. These are actually the documents that need to exist in order for the House to cast their vote on approving said documents, and then, of course, sending President Trump to a trial in the Senate that would be presided over by Chief Justice John Roberts. And from there, the circus will <laughs> will begin as far as how this particularly looks, details, rules, witnesses, who's going to testify, who's going to get subpoenaed, all this stuff. The actual... By the way, the first part that, of this process that actually should or hopefully will have any semblance of 
an actual legal proceeding. This Everything up until this point is purely political. They even admit that. They admit that. So, in fact, I think Nancy Pelosi admitted that yesterday at the press conference. Anyway, I want you to hear the end of this press conference and then this exchange that she has, the exchange that she has with Joe Ro- uh, Joe Rosen of of uh, of James Rosen. I'm sorry, of Fox News. Here it is. We are proceeding in a manner worthy of the Constitution. We feel comfortable with all of the time that has gone into this two and a half years since the appointment of of Mueller and all that that has, that that that, um, uh, that that transpired since then. I'm not. I'm, I have confidence, humility, again, a heart full of love for America. We are doing this in the right way, and I'm very proud of our chairman who have taken that. If some people have some unease, we'll catch them up, uh, and and we haven't asked anybody for a vote, nor will we. People will make their own mind up, their own minds up about what this is about. Okay, so that's the end of the press conference. Couple of things. Number one, I'm glad to admit that she, or hear that she's admitted that this is a two and a half year process. Remember, a couple of months ago, we were told that the House hadn't actually begun this process. They were determining it. Nancy Pelosi had been fighting it, but yet some of the committees were proceeding as though that they they had the green light to do so. And this is all this is all mixed in together, right? They wanted to impeach President Trump the moment he stepped. Before he stepped into the White House, the moment their tears dried, their Play-Doh, their adult Play-Doh dried up, their adult coloring books dried up, the moment that the service dogs were no longer available to cope with a Trump presidency, as soon as all that happened, as soon as reality smacked them across the face, they began this process of impeachment. And she's basically admitted to that, number one. Number two, number two, she says at the end of this, you know, we haven't talked to anyone about their vote. We want our members to make up their own minds. But absolutely, unequivocally, this is not true. This is not – I have no firsthand knowledge of this, but I know how this this process works. And I know how Nancy Pelosi makes decisions. I know how Nancy Pelosi – all that has to take place in order for her to come out to this podium and make this announcement – even going back to when she made the announcement that impeachment, the impe- impeachment inquiry would begin – there were conversations with all of them. They had closed-door conversations. This had never been about truth or substance. This has been about what they can get away with, how they can make it look, how they can use this to their advantage, right? They've gone from shiny object to shiny object, holding these up for the American people to see. Can we impeach Trump over this? What about this? What about that? They think they found it. Nancy Pelosi wasn't sure that she had the votes at first whenever she made the initial announcement that there would be an inquiry. That was the point at which that was the point at which she knew she had the votes. Now there's been some rough moments and there could be a couple of defectors. The question is whether or not Pelosi's going to stand for this or not because she's going to get in my opinion, my estimation, she's going to get what she wants. So she says all this and that is hooey nonsense. So she says all of this, then she begins to walk off walk off of the stage. She begins to walk off the stage and she's interrupted by interrupted by James Rosen. And James Rosen says to her, "Hey, uh, basically, what is 
and the soundbite here is recued itself. Um, but he basically says, you know, are you doing this because you hate the president? You hate the president of the United States. And that's where I want to get this thing queued back up here. And time is ticking away for me. She, she has a, a little exchange with James, James Rosen off, uh, off the microphone, off the podium. Then she walks back over to the podium. She walks back over to the podium. Moving so swiftly that it's like a blur going by. This has been a couple of years, two and a half, uh, since the uh, initial investigation of the US, the Russian involvement in America's election, which started much of this and then led to other things. But I do think the aha moment for the country was the... Uh, That's not the right point of that. This soundbite's gotten scratched. Screwed the soundbite up. But she basically comes back and says, I don't hate anybody. I don't hate anybody. I'm, I have a Catholic upbringing. I have a Catholic upbringing. I'm a little bit upset, James Rosen, that you would suggest that I have hatred for anybody. That's not, that's not who I am. That's not, uh, you know, basically she's, she's ready to pounce and fight about this. So there was a, a little bit of a tense exchange. Again, I don't know what, what happened here as we've gotten off of the, the soundbite where it was picking up. But anyhow, um, this got intense yesterday. The point is we are nowhere near, nowhere near the, 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 the climax of where this is going to end up. This is just the beginning. This is going to get intense when it goes to an impeachment vote in the House, which is not very far away. Maybe it's going to happen before Christmas. That's kind of what they're maybe hoping for. Maybe they'll do this on Christmas Eve sort of thing and try to, uh, for those who are uh, on, the, on the verge of uh, facing some political difficulties, Democrats who are running in Trump states, Trump districts, they might have some problems. It might give them some, some cover, at least theoretically. Who knows? But I don't see the Democrats at this point losing this. So buckle up for a, a trial in the Senate. I've just run out of time here, and sorry about this this soundbite. I don't know what uh, what happened here. I'm going to see if I can find it again, post it on Facebook. But I've got to take a break. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. So I want to play a little bit of this just before we run out of time here, just so, well, I owe it to you since I didn't uh, didn't have it cute. Here it is. I don't hate anybody. Representative Collins, the reason I asked. We don't hate anybody, not anybody in the world. It's hard to hear. I did not accuse you. I asked a question. Representative Collins yesterday suggested that the Democrats are doing this simply because they don't like the guy. I think it's an important I point. I think the president is a coward when it comes to helping uh, so back our, the podium. kids who are afraid of gun violence. I think he is cruel when he doesn't deal with the, the, helping our dreamers. Of which we're very proud. I think he's in denial. All right, she does all that. I'm just out of time. But she's then telling us the reasons that she's against him politically. But she doesn't hate the president. That has nothing to do with it. This is about law and the constitutional framework of the presidency and just how our system is set up. But anyway, again, we're nowhere near the climax of where all this is going to take us. There's the music telling me it's time to wrap up for the day, guys. As always, I appreciate you listening very much. Thank you for tuning in. Have a wonderful weekend. SDG. See you Monday. Take care.